This is a Federal News Network podcast. Coming up on today's Federal Newscast, a former Navy commander is headed to prison for misleading investigators. Members of Congress are wondering why the Commerce Department isn't playing a bigger role in creating a national 5G network. And even during a pandemic, the Army has met its recruiting goals for 2020. These stories and more in today's Federal Newscast. Welcome to today's episode of the Federal Newscast. I'm Eric White. Captain John Nettleton, a former commander of Naval Station Guantanamo Bay, is sentenced to two years in prison for multiple convictions of obstructing justice and making false statements during a death investigation at the naval base. The Justice Department says these all occurred as the Navy investigated the death of a civilian worker who drowned at the base in 2015. Members of the House Energy and Commerce Committee are wondering why the Commerce Department isn't playing a bigger role in creating a national 5G network. Reps Frank Pallone and Mike Doyle are looking into the Defense Department's apparent moves to own and operate a national 5G network and lease federal spectrum for commercial purposes. The Army recruited enough soldiers to meet its end strength goals for 2020 despite the challenges of the pandemic. Federal News Network's Jared Serbu has details. Officials at Army Recruiting Command say they enlisted just over 62,000 new soldiers in fiscal year 2020. That's slightly short of the recruiting targets the service set earlier in the year, but the shortfall was offset by higher-than-usual retention numbers. The Army thinks the economic conditions the pandemic caused played a major role in those reenlistments. Also, before the pandemic started, recruiting numbers were consistently above the Army's targets. Jared Serbu, Federal News Network. Due to the pandemic, some agencies are finally starting to implement zero trust. The Army launched a pilot using government-furnished equipment without a VPN. Now it's looking at a plan to slowly divest from perimeter security. Meanwhile, the Navy was already working with identity management in its financial systems. Now it's turning that knowledge toward giving it a leg up on zero trust and bring your own device pilots. However, it's still struggling with the question of access to classified environments. The IRS is adding smartphone-friendly barcodes to notices it sends households to collect unpaid taxes. The QR code printed on these forms will take taxpayers to a website with information on how to pay their balance, set up payment agreements, or reach out to the agency for tax help. The IRS sends out about 8 million of these notices every year, and they serve as the agency's first notification to individuals about the taxes they owe. Microsoft says it's cut off a botnet threatening government agencies and the upcoming election. More from Federal News Network's Tom Temin. TrickBot, which has infected a million devices and is a launchpad for phishing attacks and ransomware, is at least for now no longer a threat. Microsoft Customer Security VP Tom Burt says the U.S. District Court granted the company's request for an order to halt TrickBot operations. The company did so by disabling TrickBot's IP addresses and locking up its server contents. Microsoft was aided by several companies, including Symantec and Lumen. I'm Tom Temin. The FAA needs to do more to make sure critical aviation systems on commercial airplanes are protected from cyber attacks. In a new report, the Government Accountability Office says there has not yet been a case of hackers attacking those flight-critical systems, but the FAA is not adequately tracking cybersecurity risks. Among other steps, GAO says the agency needs to assign inspectors who focus entirely on the cybersecurity of avionics. 
GSA's IT Modernization Centers of Excellence are offering a new playbook for agencies to improve how they meet customer needs. A recent update from the Customer Experience Center of Excellence outlines 13 ways for practitioners in all levels of government to improve citizen services. The authors say the playbook offers small, quick wins to build up expertise and gain confidence. Each play includes a checklist, tools, and key questions for agencies to ask themselves as they try to improve customer experience. Speeding up the federal acquisition process? Several agencies are showing how it can be done. Here's Federal News Network's Jason Miller with more. The Office of Federal Procurement Policy's goal of reducing the friction in the acquisition process is more than just a catchphrase. The IRS and the Army are using Robotics Process Automation, or RPA, to turn manual compliance processes over to the bot. The IRS, for instance, is using RPA to review contract clauses, correcting more than 10,000 mistakes made by humans. The Army, meanwhile, is asking its bot to conduct contractor eligibility determinations, saving hundreds of hours a month by pre-populating a form through database queries. Jason Miller, Federal News Network. NASA's government-wide acquisition contract completed another record-setting year, and now it's giving back to its customers. The Soup Program Office says its revenue increased by $9 billion, or 40%, in fiscal 2020 as compared to 2019. As a result, NASA announced it was lowering the fee to use Soup to 0.34% from 0.36%. In 2020, 90 agencies used the GWAC. NASA also says it will pick up the five-year option on 200 companies who are on the contract. The Justice Department expands its immigration judge corps with 20 new judges, including three assistant chief immigration judges. The Executive Office for Immigration Review says the immigration judge corps has increased by 70 percent since January 2017, from 306 to 520 adjudicators. In that time, DOJ also opened 137 new courtrooms for immigration proceedings, which is more than a 40 percent increase in courtroom capacity. Another federal court has blocked the Postal Service from enforcing policies that have led to mail delays. A D.C. District Court judge issued a preliminary injunction blocking USPS from reducing late and extra trips between mail processing plants and post offices. More than half of the dozen lawsuits the agency is currently facing have resulted in similar rulings or injunctions. And the Postal Service is seeking a modest price hike for some of its products next year. Federal News Network's Jory Heckman has more on that. The price of a first-class stamp would stay at 55 cents, but mailing a postcard would go up from 35 cents to 36 cents. The Postal Service proposes a less than 2% increase for letters weighing more than one ounce and for metered mail sent by businesses. The Postal Regulatory Commission must approve the new prices for them to go into effect. Jory Heckman. Federal News Network. You can find more information about these stories at federalnewsnetwork.com. Search Federal Newscast. Subscribe to the Federal Newscast on Podcast One or Apple Podcasts and stay up to date on your agency's response to the coronavirus with our coronavirus resource page. I'm Eric White. 